because we live in a Puritan police state, we are obliged to inform you that we may sometimes use explicit language. If you are looking for more of that, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or visit our website at wihhw.com. Now that you've been informed, things are about to get weird. Welcome to what I had heard was, I am Jennifer. I'm Anna. And I'm Diane. And this week, we have special guests from Pop Culture Hootenanny. Gentlemen, would you introduce yourself and your show? I'm Dan. And I'm Justin. And we're the Pop Culture Hootenanny. Woo-hoo! <laughs> we basically have uh, <laughs> um, a little bit about our show. We've been doing just basic uh, movie reviews, critiques, dumb stuff that, you know, people typically enjoy. I attribute, there's a scene in um, High Fidelity where John Cusack's talking to, ironically, Jason Momoa's ex-wife. What's her name? Lisa Bonet. Yeah. And uh, he's talking about having the most unintelligent, yet the most interesting conversation in the world. <laughs> as far as the kind of stuff that they talk about, like they talked about, uh, what is it? Uh, the name of a cop in one particular show that they watched when they were kids or something like that. It's, it's This is what we do. So... I don't know. That's not the best thing, but I love that movie High Fidelity. So, yeah, we talk about a lot of nonsense. Lots of nonsense. That's what we do. Well, Movies. Uh, well, you were in the music. right place then because we Sounds talk good. all kinds of nonsense. Yeah. That's yeah. what we do. So, this week we're going to talk about 90s fairy tale horror movies. That seems well. very specific. Well, there was a, a time period in the 90s that they just brought a lot of uh, fairy tale movies to the horror genre. I don't know why. They just did. Uh, and a lot of them are really bad. It was free. <laughs> uh, sorry, it's because it's free. It's, you know, easy. It's the same reason why in Bugs Bunny cartoons they used classical music because they didn't have to pay for it. Didn't pay for any rights, right. right? I mean, a lot of them, like they did Rumpelstiltskin, so it's just a troll. Uh, Pinocchio's Revenge was basically child's play with Pinocchio. A serial killer possesses a Pinocchio doll. It's it's how they could get around trademark infringement for the exact same idea. It's kind of like uh, what is it like Armageddon, the real movie, and then it would be like. Apocalypse would be the the direct video Maybe. version of that, starring Casper Van Dien and somebody else. Perhaps, perhaps. <laughs> Netflix did that a bunch, didn't they? Right, oh, like a while ago, yeah. they were doing knockoffs, the generic version of first run movies. I mean, it, it carried on into the into the two thousands as well. I mean, there's a there's a bunch of them though. Uh, there's a whole series of uh, Hansel and Gretels. Like you could do a Hansel and Gretel movie marathon in the you know different right. ways they went off of those two characters. Right. Well, didn't they do the last one was um, Gretel, Gretel and Hansel. Hansel? Right. Yeah. Right. Sorry. Every time I think Hansel, I think Zoolander. That's just <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hansel. 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 So hot right now. Hansel. So hot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my gosh in zoolander when they start having the gasoline fight 
you know oh, they're dude. just like spraying each other the freak gasoline. gasoline fight accident it's my favorite yeah <laughs> it's the eulogy is the favorite who would have known they would have died in a freak gasoline fight accident <laughs> that was good that was really good uh, was there a movie specifically that made you choose this topic i just like bad movies like b movies in general and i like to use the podcast to make justin and t-rod watch bad movies they're not all bad <laughs> but they can be and then stand my ground when I refuse Dude, to watch Star Wars. It's it, you know what? Hey, I'm done with that. You can you can stand your ground on that anymore. I've I, that crusade is over because <laughs> T Rod's not here to fight. T Rod would be the only one trying to push that now. Like all the Star Wars so. movies are just the new ones. Like so I haven't watched the new ones because I like. No, I've never seen any Star Wars movie. He's he's never watched a single one, and I don't want to get into it. All right. Well, thank you for joining us today. <laughs> You've been disqualified. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> what I had heard was Diane's My nine-year-old watches them. He, he likes them. But, so, um, so I know you have a whole podcast about Star Wars. Like you have a whole episode about the whole the about Star Wars. But what? Why? don't you want to watch them or is now it's like hey i've gone too far and now this is a hill i'm gonna die on i love where this is going no i've I've never said i wouldn't watch it i just never have and if i have when i was younger it didn't leave an impression on me so now it's kind of like a running joke that i just haven't watched it and we have we have like a box of movies that we're just draw random movies from to watch and star Wars is in that box. It's just never been drawn because <laughs> we've only ever drawn one movie from the box and it was snakes on a plane. And it was one of my favorite episodes to record. <laughs> we don't, uh, we don't hold ourselves to any standards at all. No, we're, we fly by the seat of our pants on a lot of this because We'll skip ahead. Somebody will say something. Whatever structure we thought we had gets diluted by 20 minutes of conversation about one specific thing, and then we don't have time. So, um, That never happens to us. No. I don't know, but it sounds super no familiar. Rant. I don't you know. Yeah. <laughs> no rants. And I'm so, the laziest editor ever, so I just let everything stay in, and we just run with it. <laughs> So basically, I hit record, and that's how it works. You're just—it's naturalism, you know. You're just going with the the essence of the zeitgeist of the the podcast. You're not trying to mold it into something that it's not. Right. Sure, we'll go with that. Oh, we've tried. We just fail. <laughs> I mean, I appreciate. <laughs> I like the uh, <laughs> the um, positive way you're spinning that, but we failed several times. Each probably once every three months, we tell ourselves, hey, we're going to do something. We're going to create some structure. We're going to allot a certain amount of time to this. We're going to do a certain amount of that. We're not going to dally off. We're not going to let we're not going to let each other run on a tangent. And what do we do? We throw all that out the window as soon as we hit record. So that's what happens. So horror movies. based up. This isn't our show, so yeah, we should let ahead. you guys take yeah, over. Sorry. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, no, no. Well, so going off of horror movies based on fairy tales, right? Um, yeah. Do the 2000s count? Like 2000. Is that 90s? Oh, yeah. There, there's some in there, too. There's they they carried into the 2000s easy. Oh, I mean they're still going on now, you know. Um, yeah. Because uh, you got the whole Krampus. I don't know if you saw Krampus recently. That one that came out a couple yep. years ago. Um, yep. But uh, uh, Ginger Snaps. Did you see Ginger Snaps? Yeah, I've seen them. Werewolf movies, vampires. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a, two two girls. Um, and one of them, they're all like, you know, into the macabre kind of thing and, you know, doing all the pretending to be all bloody, taking pictures of stuff, whatever, whatever. And then one of them actually turns into a werewolf and then like breaks out of her shell, both literally and figuratively and starts killing people. <laughs> it's pretty great. Yeah. There's a whole series. I think there's like six of those movies now. Yeah. Yeah. Um... So I didn't know that we could go into the 2000s either, but my favorite and I, what I thought Anna was going to say is the ginger dead man with Gary Busey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> I, don't is... know, I don't know the ginger dead man. Please elaborate. Oh, it, it, it's the gingerbread <clears throat> man with Gary Busey is a, a foam gingerbread man. When, when was this made? 2005. So this is definitely after the infamous accident for Gary. Oh, yeah. Okay. Damn. It is insane. All I can think of is, is he as wild in that as he is yes. now? Or <laughs> I didn't even let you finish. Yes. I mean, I, it's like child's play, like he was talking about earlier. It's like this gingerbread man comes to life, and it's voiced by Gary Busey, and it's just it's... ridiculous. I, I'm going to have to. Everything he does is ridiculous. Yeah. Oh my! <laughs> There's three of them apparently. Are you showing There's him a, a picture set. of them? Yes. <laughs> yeah. There's a box set. I know what somebody's getting for Christmas. Right. Oh my gosh! They got him sprayed up like Jesus in the middle one. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's uh. <laughs> well, it is Christmas. It's Christmas oriented, so. Yeah, the like the one that got me started was uh, Pinocchio's Revenge, and I was never able to finish it because Dow movies creep me out. And now I go back and I try to watch it, and it was uh, well, I, you can't hardly find it anymore. But the, it's like the worst looking doll ever. It's <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> so, do you feel bad for having been? I don't know, scared of it now that the doll looks so bad or I don't know because I, I doll movies just creep me out. So I can't watch a lot of stuff with dolls. Yeah. Like Annabelle is, is out the, uh, what was it? Was some of the conjurings about that too? The doll had the doll. I don't know. Yeah. He's but, like, I didn't watch it. I don't know. <laughs> right. This is, this is the issue. I, um, for me, a lot of these movies that we're discussing, I saw them on the rental store at Blockbuster Video or, you know, whatever we had. We had like uh, here in Toledo, we had the video connection, whatever. But uh, that's where I saw most of them. I didn't get a chance to look, but I always, what was the, what was the snowman one? Jack Frost. Jack Frost. Not the Michael Keaton 
beloved dad realizes his potential and turns it around movie. <laughs> but this one is just jagged teeth, a weird smile. You know, eyebrows frow frowning, frown what frowning? Scowling. Frow scowling. Wow. What happened to me? Okay. I don't think I don't think that I think your face makes those uh, your eyebrows can furrow. Like do this. That's <laughs> that might be, yeah. But your face scowls. Like, <laughs> right, that's true, yeah. Yeah, there it is. I guess. <laughs> if you really want to mess up Christmas, mix up those two movies. You know? Yeah. Like that'll really shock grandma. Yeah, especially there's a there's a scene in that where he, he raped Shannon Elizabeth in the shower with a carrot. What? Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. Happens. Shannon Elizabeth from American Pie? Shannon yeah. Elizabeth? From Jane's Alibi Strike Back, true story. What? Jack Frost. Did She's they try to? Did they try to like Evil Dead it? Was that the thing? Did they try to like? No, not the first one. I don't know what the point wow. of it was. Wow. Again, a serial killer possesses a snowman. a snowman. Is it always a serial killer that possesses something? I think so. It has to be. It's the mm -hmm. only logical conclusion. Or a demon. Right. Yeah. yeah. We'd we'd almost prefer it to be demon. Yeah, there's a movie called Grimm, and it, the the subtitle mm -hmm. would be um, what is it? it's this is no fairy tale, and that's like uh, a troll that a demon troll. Yeah, that one's like ninety six, ninety seven. That one came out. Mm. I think I dated him. <laughs> it's a it's a worthwhile watch. It's funny because I haven't seen a lot of these movies. No, I was just going to say one of the movies that falls into this category, which you guys apparently are uh, super versed on, is Leprechaun. Mm -hmm. Oh, I, I love mean, the Leprechaun movies. Different. And I'm beginning to understand why. It's fan it's, They're fascinating. <laughs> I own all In a eight sociological of them. kind of way? Or? Fascinating. <laughs> I do look at it. I do look at it with... Uh, with a with an adult eye there was no love for it in childhood for these movies i just this is a topic that i don't have much experience with so a lot of this stuff i'm seeing with adult eyes which is you know you see crappy lighting you see bad acting you see all this stuff the the ambiance is taken away by the performance itself which is weird because it's as a kid it was scary as crap to me and i didn't want any part of it but <laughs> That's just what it was. Yeah, well, fairy tales are supposed to be gentle stories for kids, like, and then they took this complete opposite spin to it in the '90s. And right, other than the copyright thing, why do you think they chose fairy tales? Sorry, yes, yes, Anna. Because <laughs> the original fairy tales that they were based off of, like the Grimm's fairy tales are these terrifying things that yeah, Disney they're has... actually terrifying, not yeah. just like a, a gingerbread coming to life. And well, I guess, I guess the premise of that your scary. food all of a sudden jumps up and starts singing at you and mm -hmm. runs away. That's fucking terrifying. Nobody wants that, you know? Yeah. yeah but Disney just took all that stuff and like, and you know, 
made it all happy-go-lucky and whatever. So everybody's like, fairy tales should be nice. And it's like, no, read the real stuff. It's like where they cut arms off and shove sticks down the holes. And then they're like, haha, that's what you get for being a bad kid. And you're like, holy crap. <laughs> right. Self-promotion. We did an episode on this. <laughs> yeah, we did. Uh, yeah, like fairy tales were supposed to be like, this is what happens to bad kids. Like, you use them to... You, you know, the bad kid next door, this is what happened to him. Well, like in like you take something like Jack and the Beanstalk, which I'm sure is has its uh, has a horror version of it. Right. Oh, there is. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, it's a lot of those tales were meant to be as teachers or guides. You know what I mean? Like, don't go chasing after something that's too good to be true. Don't trade money for three beans. <laughs> oh, <no>. Right. <laughs> but learn how to count it's, uh, right you know it's um they have a place and a lot of times we take them out of context for the enjoyment of a modern thing like uh off topic of this but like we'll just take santa claus for example you know americans version america's version of santa claus right is guy in a red suit well, that's not how it's been for hundreds of years before that. And granted, I don't know how long the the idea of Santa Claus existed, but in England, it was just a dude with a sack. He looked, he was wearing a gray stuff. He was covered in dirt and just bring stuff to you. You know what I mean? It wasn't a jolly old thing. I mean, granted, he was nice, but it was. We've portrayed him here. When we Americanize stuff, we kind of portray it in its best possible view regardless of its actual intended purpose, you know? So, like you said, in the 90s, it seems like we jumped over to figuring out a way to use those serialized characters for some other purpose. And granted, what's an easier... Horror movies are lower budget, you know, so they're easier to make. Usually you don't have to pay stars a $10 million contract to be in a horror movie. You know what I mean? It's just doesn't go that way. But uh, or you get them while they're down on their luck. You get them while they're down on their luck. That's right. <laughs> like 1996's Snow White, starring Sigourney Weaver. What? Yeah. Snow White. I was just about to say that. Yes, it was horrible. It got like four and a half star or Rotten Tomatoes. But <laughs> oh, it's it's not a good movie. No, it's not. And and as Bruce Campbell once said, um, you know, everybody's got to sometimes you got to buy a new water heater, too. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody's got bills to pay. So. Oh, yeah. 90, 90s fairy tale celebrities. Did you ever see the fairy tale theater with Shelley Duvall? Yes. Yeah. Where all this, so like each one had a celebrity guest star. Maybe. Mm-hmm. It sounds familiar. I don't, I've never heard of that before. It was like all I watched when I was little. What was it called? I used to get it out from the library. Each like fairy tale. It's, it's fairy tale theater. And Shelly Duvall was the like narrator at the beginning. And then she also would generally play a part within the fairy tale. And it, it was a reenactment of fairy tales with people, but it was also really dark. Like there was just this, they probably went much closer to the, fairy tales that the the Grimm brothers and everybody else wrote 
Um, but I remember being scared yeah. of some of those episodes. Like there was an episode where uh, Robin Williams played the frog in the Frog Prince, and that animate like he was in essentially a green suit and was hopping around, and it was very chilling as a child. <laughs> to see Robin Williams in a frog suit hopping around on a like, <laughs> was he ant like? He, so he's no Andy Circus. Is that what you're saying, or? <laughs> I, I get okay that's what she's saying it was because it was like supposed to be a frog but it was a person and it, i don't know I, yeah. feel, I don't know never mind <laughs> oh, like the frog man of loveland yeah, yeah um i guess you know for me like because it incorporates uh one of my things that I always come back to for this topic is Sleepy Hollow, even though I know it's a American horror tale to begin with. You know what I mean? It's an American fairy tale. It's a. Yeah. But mm-hmm. like speaking of the 90s, right? Sleepy Hollow was like it for me. I don't know. It just had the right amount of stuff to it. It was Johnny Depp in his prime. He could do no wrong. He's, yep. you know, yeah, um, that to me is was one good. of the better one. But, and it had good people in it too. Like it had a right. good it cast. Had a very good cast. Very good cast. I mean, yeah. uh, I mean, Christina Ricci and um, oh gosh, Casper Van Dien, the guy who was in him earlier. That's funny. Yes, yeah, Casper Van Dien. <laughs> um, Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee, and um, Christopher wow. Wilkin. I was going about to say, you got a flat tire, you might be walking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i mean like i don't know i take those kind of things I, I like fairy tale movies that deal with that kind of stuff but i haven't seen a lot of them and most of them in the 90s are like i'm sorry i know what the podcast that we're on but i'm sitting here going i don't know if i can watch this <laughs> that's fair you. Oh, no, I didn't tell you because you haven't been at work. I told T-Rod, I said, you don't have to watch the movies. We're just talking about them. You don't actually have to watch them. Right. I've when, just seen a lot of them. Right. Well, I defer to you on anything like this. but. So, Justin, what kind of movies do you like to watch then? Um. Well, my lately my horizons have been broadened. I, I watch a lot more stuff than I used to, but... Uh, Usually I have to be get, I have to get goaded. If it's something like this, I get goaded and prodded by this guy over here, which is fine. <laughs> it makes sense. Um, but I like dramas. I like suspense thrillers. Um, the old spy movie is always in my repertoire. I just watched Casino Royale oh, again today yes. because it's Casino Royale, and every time I watch it, I get something new out of it. Um, totally. So then question about Casino Royale. What do you think about the new Casino Royale and the fact, like, one of my sticking points is the fact that they changed the card game from Baccarat to Seven, not the Texas Hold'em. Texas Hold'em. No, yeah, yeah, Texas Hold'em. Hold'em. Yeah. Um, I think that was just due to the fact that Texas Hold'em was a trending game earlier in that in the early 2000s and it's now become kind of a cultural staple at least at least here in america as far as poker is concerned i know the world tournaments and a lot of the tournaments are in las vegas but um i'm in a poker league myself and i'm i'm happier with it before that but the irony of that is is 
I never played poker when I first saw that movie. So now I look at the movie differently as far as how the sheaf is telling what, what, you know, like when I know what hands there can be to beat it, uh, what went, uh, wow, I'm stuttering. When the sheaf has his cards and he's, he's making the big bets and he touches the side of his eye and it's showing his bluff and all that kind of stuff. It makes a difference because I've watched people play other people on instinct and on emotion alone. And sometimes it works. Most of the time it doesn't. Sure. Sometimes it does. But yeah, as far as the original casino, uh, casino Royale, um, wasn't a fan of it. I, um, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like that one. This chair is so noisy that my new chair. It's not as, it's not as loud as, uh, (laughs) T-Rod. Shut up, T-Rod. Shut up, T-Rod. dancing over here. (laughs) So, yeah, since T-Rod can't be in here, we decided that, um, Justin's squeaky chair will stand in for him. And so anytime you hear a squeaky chair noise, that that's T-Rod chiming in with an opinion. Oh, there he is. Yeah, see? He agrees. (laughs) What's that, T-Rod? Never at it that way. What's that, T-Rod? Timmy (laughs) fell down the well? (laughs) I'm the leprechaun. What's your favorite Leprechaun movie? Uh, oh yeah, the Leprechaun movies. Which is your favorite? I love those movies. Some of my favorites Why? by far. Why do you love them so much? I'm not questioning that you shouldn't. <laughs> just... <laughs> She's just curious. Ugh, why? Because Warwick Davis is the greatest yeah. little person actor ever. Amen. Okay. <laughs> uh, Warwick Davis was also playing many roles in Harry Potter and all the Harry Potters for people who don't know the name. Um, yeah, I don't know what it is about him. And Willow. He was, uh, wasn't he the, wasn't in Harry Potter, he was the guy at the bank, right? Yeah. And also yeah. a professor. The. I mean, I don't know. I don't watch Harry Potter. Oh, was so. he? Okay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I'm just taking a guess. Well, I, I did, but I didn't, Harry Potter. Harry Potter is one of those movie franchises that I can respect. I like, I respect them because they're, they were beloved books and the source material didn't stray too far, you know? Um, but the, I was kidding. I've seen them all millions of times and read all the books millions of times. I just didn't want to seem like a nerd. Well, I mean, of course. I mean, they're they are substantially good movies. They're well funded. They have a good cast. They have a good a bunch of, a bunch of people have starred in them. But I don't know. I just never had the interest like that. I've watched them all. I've just, but I've never gone back to them. I I don't know. The Leprechaun just something about it though. It just made me. It brings me joy. And when we started the podcast, that was my number one demand was every St. Patrick's Day we're going to review a Leprechaun movie. <laughs> and and we have for the three years we've been running. And it's and it's fun. It's a fun, actually, it's a it's a good scheduled exercise because one, I would never watch these movies on my own. Never. And two, 
again, like I said, looking at it through the eyes of an adult, it holds more value in its comedic sense for other reasons than the than the implied reactions. I don't know. I don't know why they bring me joy. They just do. That's fair. Is there any other films that bring you joy like that? Uh, yeah. There's there's some. Surf Nazis Must Die. Yes! <laughs> oh my god! I only know like five people in the whole there world who know that movie. <laughs> now I know six. Open wide for some of grandma's home cooking. From mama's home cooking. Yo, Leroy. Yo, mama. Is that a switchboard? Dude. Fucking love that movie. Oh my gosh, Diane, you would you would dig on this, right? So like, Leroy gets all entangled with some surf Nazis who say, "Hey, Leroy, you must die," and so then he dies. And so then his mom gets on a motorcycle with a stogie in her mouth and basically goes down and starts killing surf Nazis. It's amazing. Surf Nazis. It has one of the best. It has one of the best fight scenes in all of cinema. It's a five hundred yard away shot oh in gosh. a hangar. <laughs> you can't see anybody. So, you, as far as you know, they're not even like doing anything. A foot and a half, they're like two feet away from each other. <laughs> it's <laughs> the weirdest shot I've ever seen. Yeah, it's so good. It's now, have so you good. all ever seen uh, Dead Snow? Dead. Nope. Yes. Yeah, the, the premise Nazis, yeah. Nazis come back from the dead. And... Well, and when was this made? This was in the 90s? No, this was 2000s. Okay. Dead Snow. There's a Dead Snow 2 will also. Oh, gee, and I think they, they fight Russians. Ironically, I couldn't get through the second All I know is that I need to have a movie night with Diane and we need to watch some crazy ass shit. Yeah, I want to watch I, Leprechaun. I have never seen Leprechaun, so that's on my list now. Oh, they're good. Yeah. And, and take it from a guy who did not watch one three, who's never seen one three years ago, and has now watched three um, <laughs> in totally random orders. But they are um, impressive for the... The intent is pr impressive. Let's just put it to you that way. The execution is comedic. And that's the way I that's the way I look at it. Like uh what well, we just talked about uh Leprechaun in the Hood. Yeah, what about it? Just the fact that uh Ice T's hair. Oh oh the hair gag, yeah. <laughs> the hair gag and Ice T is introduced. This is what year was that? Two thousand. That was two thousand. And Ice T is, you know, well known by this time, well known throughout the world. And he just and he's in this movie and he has this giant afro and the leprechaun comes alive, whatever. And he pulls out what's he pull out first? First he has a gun. For in his hair? No, in his hand. Oh, in he his just hand. he pulls out a gun. That's right, that's right. And he's like uses heat vision and heats up the gun. So he throws it away. Then he digs through his hair, pulls out a switchblade, and that leprechaun gets... uses his mental powers his powers again and he has to throw that away then he digs through his hair again pulls out a little baseball bat <laughs> just pulls out a like a bat. souvenir <laughs> bat day baseball bat it's just bat. so crazy it's like this big he just goes <laughs> i don't know it's the it's like mary poppins i don't know just 
and, and and like I said, he's the one of the main characters in the movie, and I honestly believe all of the characters in that movie, with the exception of maybe one or two, are better actors than Ice T. <laughs> like I, I swear, I swear, Ice T's performance is like just the most exaggerated worst, and I I love it because of that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if he was aiming for it or not, but it works. It works. <laughs> maybe he just realized. How much energy she'd have put into it you know what i mean like this is a paycheck hey he's gonna you know everybody needs a new water heater sometimes that's right i like that no i think i think what what drew me to to these bad movies in general when i was 18 i worked in a movie store so i would just rent all the dumb movies that no one would ever rent you'd be stocking the shelves and you're like no one ever rents this movie i'm gonna check it out and I mean, I found a lot of really bad movies that way, but a lot of a lot of treasure as well. <laughs> a lot of diamonds in the rough. One man's trash <laughs> is another man's treasure. That's correct. So I just got it just on the leprechaun thing with Ice T real quick. I found a a quote from him because they interviewed yeah. him, like you know, why did you do this movie? And he said, "I got the offer to do it, and of course I was like, get the fuck out of here." At the end of the day, my son was a big Leprechaun fan, though, and he was like, Dad, you've got to be in this movie. So I did a little more research, and I found, like, the Leprechaun had, like, four other movies already. This motherfucker was an institution. So I signed on. (laughs) That's fair. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) Throwing his name in the ring. True. He did go to space before he went to the hood, so... (laughs) (laughs) The leprechaun went to space first. He's like <laughs> Forrest Gump. <laughs> leprechaun in Vietnam. Leprechaun. <laughs> Terrible. For some reason, now I'm thinking like I see the leprechaun uh, steering one of the boats in the storm with Lieutenant Dan. Yes. <laughs> Don't know. Just started. Hey, why That's not? a crossover I'm here for. Oh. Game on. Oh, we have plenty of crossover ideas. One of our favorites is the uh, proposal for uh, Fast and the Furious in Jurassic Park. Because there was talk about that. Like, there for was real? a joke in Hollywood about oh, that concept. Okay. No, just a big joke, you know. But because uh, the two properties are kind of like going towards this. I, I mean, I don't know if anyone who's watched the Fast and Furious, you know that the movie has went from a group of people who are hijacking semis to flying rocket cars into space and stopping super spies and preventing <laughs> world annihilation. You know, a big step yeah. is in that, in that <laughs> global social ladder, you know, completely dodging all the authorities. <laughs> but uh, we have an ep- we had an episode where we talked about our premise for that. And it's all that <laughs> we could make that movie and it would still work inside the Fast and Furious universe where they're running away from dinosaurs and blowing up pterodactyls. Well, I guess that's my question. Is it dinosaurs hijacking vehicles or is it people hijacking dinosaurs? (laughs) Wouldn't that be something? They hop on the dinosaur and then like they're racing on racing each other on dinosaurs like after they like stole some diamonds or something. (laughs) Right. This guy, this guy's cloned dinosaurs. 
Do you think you could drift on a T-Rex? <laughs> that made me laugh. Really uh, laugh. Yeah. <laughs> well, what was it? Um, what did we say? He was in the... He was in the hospital. Oh, yeah, he was in a coma. Yeah, that's what it was. He was He's in a coma. In, he was in a coma. Vin Diesel gets into a coma after first after the first Fast and the Furious, and in the coma, he has uh, this dream of them going to Jurassic World or whatever you want to call it for some last, you know, one last no, time. It, it was Jurassic World happened. It was like a news report. The TV was on in his room. That's what it was. So he's hearing it, and his his little nephew is playing with dinosaurs and cars, and that's why the rocket car goes into space because his nephew's playing with it yeah. in his dreams. The argument is he's hearing all this while he's in a coma, but so he's putting all this together in his dream right. state. Like we were, the original intent was to see if you could reboot Fast and the Furious without killing off the franchise, <laughs> and. That's uh, that was one of the bigger things as we talked about. Everything would be happening in his dream while he's sitting there on the bed, in his coma. So he's like, people are talking about it. People are getting divorced and moved on. His friends come to visit and all that kind of stuff, and they share stories or they talk about stuff. And he's creating this in his brain. <laughs> and really, he wakes up finally after Jurassic Park, and the kid is playing with dinosaurs and whatnot. I don't know. It, I'm not explaining it that great, but it's <laughs> one of our better episodes. So go check it That's out. Where it is. <laughs> um, How many Fast and Furious? Furious? How many? Fury I. I think it's Fury How many Fast and Furious are there now? At what point do you? At, at what point do you throw it into like, the category of Fury? I like that. It's like Meese and Mouse. Yeah. Mice, 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 mices, mm-hmm. gooses, geeses, mooses, mices. I love them to pieces. Yeah. What's your least favorite uh, fairy tale movie? Oh, my least favorite. I would say, uh, probably like Rumpelstiltskin was pretty bad, but Snow White might be the least favorite one. That one was just really, really bad. And what what was that made? Like 96 or 97, I want to say. And this was a specific horror movie? Yeah, it was Snow White with... uh, Sigourney Weaver. The one with Sigourney Weaver. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. And it was, yeah, it was just not good. It's like the effects are bad. I mean, I'm 90% sure it was a direct-to-video movie because it, it has no effects, like nothing good at all about that movie you know that's a good movie when you're just like there's it's so bad that it has zero redeeming qualities <laughs> not even sigourney weaver could save it yeah. i bet you it's better than what woman 84 i don't know <laughs> mm. i am sorry i <laughs> I watched Wonder Woman 1984 a grand total of four times to see to see if I hated it properly, and I hated it properly. That's <laughs> impressive. I mean that that takes that takes a lot of determination. Uh-huh. It, 
you know it it was because i had to muster through the same scenes i i love i granted I, I know this isn't fairy tale stuff but i love those kind of movies and if you've listened to anything on our podcast you'll know that we do too but i can't i can't endorse that movie so is it was it better than wonder woman 1984 i don't know <laughs> um they're neck and neck i'm gonna put it there yeah uh, well you know the thing is is i guess maybe this whole snow white thing it it's taken me it's it's hitting me in the face because i've never heard of that movie and i'd like to think i knew sigourney weaver's career pretty well because i mean she went on to do galaxy quest like a year later right yeah every everyone's so, hey man every everyone's so, got their things yeah. right but sigourney she's like the heroine of heroines yeah can't well she's uh, she's the evil queen so she's the villain. <laughs> oh what what's that you said she's the heroine of heroines does that mean like everybody wants to mainline her you know just like cook her up in a spoon and <laughs> well i mean um she i don't know sigourney weaver fits into that category of being able to be in any type of i think she was one of a pre she was a premier actress of the 80s and 90s um she was kind of typecast especially with the aliens and stuff but that's kind of what made her career because she was she was a woman in distress doing things heroic shit but it didn't like it wasn't for heroic sake it wasn't made to look heroic it was just what you had to do that's why i liked her in all the alien movies with the exception of alien was it resurrection alien four whatever yeah, yeah Res the, resurrection yeah yeah <clears throat> and that wasn't even her yeah. fault but they jumped the space shark on that one yeah, yeah they did you know every i mean but where do you go when the series is starting to get stale what do you do you have to throw in something new to catch an interest yeah. but see that's why i'm surprised that's why i had when you said Snow White again, and I was like, what? Which one? And you said the one with Sigourney Weaver, because I don't even want to process that in my head. <laughs> I don't even want that. I don't want that anywhere near my head. So, I don't know. It's fair. It's fair. Man. So, what about you? What's your what's your uh, worst horror movies of the, of the 90s and 2000s? Very terrible horror Hook. Not a fan? You don't like Hook? Hook? No, I don't like Hook really? at all. <laughs> it's so, it's so sad. Like, Peter Pan grew up. Sad. No, fuck that. Mm -mm. It's like, if he's gonna grow up, then that means I gotta grow up, and that's bullshit. I don't like it. Right. I yeah, like it. I can see that. I, um, I like, who is the, who is Smee? Who is Smee in that movie? That was Bob, Bob Hoskins. Hoskins. Yeah. yeah. I think my favorite part of that is just, yeah, that was my favorite part was just when I think, Captain, I think I just had an apostrophe. <laughs> <laughs> you meant to say epiphany. But um, yeah, I, I can understand that. I didn't, I walked away from that movie not really thinking like how I, whether I enjoyed it the way I, I thought I should. Even as a kid, I saw it in the theater. And I, I didn't, I walked away going, like, I think that was one of the first movies where I kind of walked out going, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Well, I, I didn't have, I didn't have the, I mean, it had everyone, everyone that I liked in it. Robin Williams was popular at the time. He was funny. He was, <clears throat> you know, 
when did when did hook come out 90 right 94 i think so 94 yeah yeah see you were too old that's why yeah yeah i already already grown up i'd already left it's uh 1991 it was made in 91 91 yeah wow well i would have been 10 yeah i i I was thinking way later than that i don't know why i didn't (laughs) really like it i don't know well, I mean, I thought the movie itself, I thought the movie itself um, was enjoyable. Like, uh, I thought Dustin Hoffman did a great job. Bob Hoskins is great. Robin Williams, you know, you got the whole bang a ring, Rufio, right. you know, and the, you know, find, finding right. your inner child and not letting it die and all that stuff. But just right. the overall concept right. of it was just so heartbreaking for me that even with all that other stuff that everybody loves of like, Oh look, modern day, you know, I was just like, but he's Peter Pan. You know, like that whole thing where he goes, there you are, Peter, you know, and everybody's like, Oh, that's adorable. All I can think of is this is an old man and he's dying. And like, not that he was, but you know what I mean? Like it just, it took me to a dark place. uh, Right. Right. I can see that. But Toodles found his marbles. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> and what was the thing? Okay, in the original Peter Pan, Tinkerbell is in love with him, right? Or is that just the story? Or the, the actual story of Peter Pan? Tinkerbell is in love with Peter? I think so. Yeah, she has, she has feelings for him. Was... Okay. But I can't remember how that dynamic played out in Hook. Is there any, was there any major thing? Yeah. Right. That's kind of like what I thought. Like it was awkward. Julia Roberts, AKA pretty woman prostitute got all big and dressed up for him. was all like, Peter, I love you. And he's all like, what am I supposed to do with that? It's like, I'm married and have kids. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that being a weird thing for that. And I don't, I didn't remember that liking that particular section. Yeah. Yeah. It was a little awkward. I don't know, sorry. Diane, what do you think? I mean, because you like, because you're a, you're a Hook fan. Well, I'm a, ironically enough, I'm a Robin Williams fan, fan even though I said he creeped me out earlier. Okay. Um, but I, I worked for a while at Juilliard, and he's got a really big connection there. And, you know, with that, it was, it's kind of like I felt like I knew him. So I didn't, but I felt like it. So I've always yeah. like had a special place in my heart for his <laughs> right. stuff. What would that be like? Starstruck by association or something like that? <laughs> I don't right. know. <laughs> well, I'm sure there's like six degrees between me and him. Right. I'm sure. Right. I mean, it's like it's like being uh, excited about a, a celebrity or sports star or whatever because they're from your hometown. Right. You know, it's a similar thing. You have a connection. Right. Well, he based the character of Mrs. Doubtfire off, off of uh, one of the security guards we knew at Juilliard, like that, or the like front desk security ladies. That's awesome. That's where he got the role from of just Mrs. Doubtfire from, as far as the how to act like the character. You're saying the character of Mrs. Doubtfire was based off of that. His portrayal, yeah, was of a. Uh, somebody who worked at Juilliard. Yeah. Oh, that's fucking cool. Sorry, I didn't. <laughs> that's just something cool to know. I didn't know that. See? Oh man. 
Did did her did her titties get lit on fire also? Or? You know, I didn't ask. I never asked that question. <laughs> Next time. Oh. Did it scar? I don't know. So what's the most important thing that people should know about this topic that you have chosen? Uh it's I I don't know. I'd say that uh you know maybe go back and and learn the lessons from from the movies like you know they're the tales are scary for a reason and yeah the movies over exaggerate it but you can always take a a little bit of a lesson out of that there's always you know like don't uh just be kind to others out of i don't know i you can't take anything away from serial killers because I don't know why everyone think goes back to serial killers in these movies. Well, that's, that's how they modernized it, I guess. Right. It, saying I, somebody is a serial killer is an easy way of going. He's a bad guy. Right. Scary. It's it's the it's, right. It's the equivalent of like we were discussing earlier, Nazis. It's such an easy go-to villain. You know what I mean? Serial killers have that same yeah. thing because you don't have to care about them. Um, what was it that was for uh, I don't know if you guys saw Suicide Squad the new one yep. that came out earlier this year but the weasel know. right right Disney. <laughs> you know what I mean you find right he's weird and goofy looking and you're kind of like what's his deal and then you find out he murdered like 29 kids or something and you're like all right <laughs> yeah fuck that guy <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? It was an easy thing to say. Right. <laughs> the last question here is do you have any strong opinions on this topic? <laughs> well, one oh. of us does. Oh, severely. I, I love them. <laughs> I just love them. They're they're so so bad they're good most of these movies. They're worth the watch. It's it's like it's, you got to bring them out like at that time of year. Everyone needs a good scare. I don't know. That's fair. I don't have as much of an opinion on this. <laughs> <laughs> no strong opinions. <laughs> I I do not. Um, I would just say that you know a, a lot of these movies, like you guys were saying earlier, is the uh, the moral lessons that came with these fairy tales. Um, you know, Krampus is the one that. You know, if you're a bad kid, you get dragged away and beaten or whatever the heck it is. You know, I mean, I know the movie made it even worse. You get thrown in a wicker basket <laughs> on his back. And beat with a willow stick. Yeah. Right. But I mean, like, that was a German fairy yeah. tale, right? So, <laughs> so. Yeah, Germans are nuts. <laughs> what was it? Family Guy did that. It's like, ah, oh, German fairy tale. Hansel and Gretel, when did this? And then they were very bad children. <laughs> and, and then they were, and they were treated and like this. And then they got eaten. The, and they were eaten. <laughs> the end. As far as the horror context goes, I'm not, you know, particularly uh, familiar with them. But when it comes to teaching a story, teaching a lesson, showing a dynamic of social stuff, you know, I, I don't know. I like that kind of stuff. It sure beats the hell out of Caillou. You're not kidding. The name of your show is Pop Culture Hoot Nanny. Woohoo! Yeah. Is there anything that you haven't had the opportunity 
<laughs> that you haven't had the opportunity to say that you would like people to know? No. We talk. We're, we're horrible <laughs> for at uh, self self promotion. <laughs> so. Yeah, we're not. We're not. We're it's not, not our A game. It's not our A game. Um, <laughs> I feel like this whole podcast episode would have been a lot better if T Rod just would have like let somebody else talk. That's. He's pretty quiet <laughs> up now. Yeah. Oh no! If if T Rod was here, no one else got to talk. <laughs> that's, well, that's guys, I have one of my favorite episodes that you did on your podcast was about horror movies. It was a Halloween special, and you talked about the special effects that how they started and like some of those early, um, some of those early short films, and I think that. If some of the listeners today are kind of interested in what we were talking about and want a little bit more, I will promote you for you since you're not great at self-promotion. I'll just go ahead and drop. That was a great episode to listen to. Thank you. Excellent. And where can they find you on the internet? Uh, we are, I think we have a Facebook page that someone else runs for us because we <laughs> I don't. I don't do Facebook. I don't do like social media. I I, ha I do our Twitter page. We're at Pop Culture Hoot. Um, yeah, we're bad at everything we do, as as far as promotion for ourselves. <laughs> we find out that we just like to talk for at least an hour once every couple of weeks. <laughs> That's basically what this is. Uh, but I'm I'm the only one that does our Twitter. Uh, we have a Facebook group, and. I think we have a, a web page. I don't know. We had one at some point. I don't know if we still have it or not. Yeah, I never did anything with the web page. Yeah, me neither. So hit Google and good luck. Yeah, and then our podcast is available everywhere. Sure. Everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> That's what Anchor told me. Yep, that is what Anchor told us. <laughs> So do you have a quote for us for this week? All right. I did find a quote. Fantastic. And I thought I found I found like three, but I found one that's pretty fitting. And uh, for the topic, someday you will be old enough to start reading fairy tales again. C.S. Lewis. Very good. Very well. Nice. Right? I love that. Whooping out C.S. Lewis. Nice. Well, uh, we appreciate you coming on the show, and I'm glad I hit record this time. <laughs> so are we. <laughs> Ladies, is there anything you would like the listeners to know? Excellent. What I had heard was we are out of time, and we will see you next week. Oh, 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 oh,